Section 14 of A Year with the Saints, translated by a member of the Order of Mercy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. 16. What a great benefit it would be to us if God would plant in our hearts a holy aversion to our own satisfaction, to which nature attaches us so strongly, that we desire that others would adapt themselves to us, and all succeed well with us. Let us ask him to teach us to place all our happiness in him, to love all that he loves, and to be pleased only with what pleases him. St. Vincent de Paul St. Dorotheus, though he was a man of much learning and prudence, confessed that in all matters not of a moral nature he willingly followed the opinion of others, though it might often seem to him ill-judged, nor did he ever discuss in his mind circumstances over which he had no control but after doing his part he left the event to god and was contented with any result for he did not seek to have things arranged according to his desire but he wished them to be as they were and not otherwise a young monk asked one old in religion why charity was not as perfect as in earlier times because replied the latter the ancient fathers looked upward and their hearts followed their eyes but now all bend towards the earth and seek only their own advantage 17. With those who are perfect and walk with simplicity, there is nothing small and contemptible, if it be a thing that pleases God, for the pleasure of God is the object at which alone they aim, and which is the reason, the measure, and the reward of all their occupations, actions, and plans. And so, in whatever they find this, it is for them a great and important thing. Rodriguez this is the reason why St. Aloysius Gonzaga, St. John Birchman's, St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi, and so many others were so observant even of the least rule, so exact in all their ordinary occupations, and so careful to perform well every work trusted to them, however trifling it might be. It is stated that the celebrated Father Ribera kept up through his whole life the same exact observance which marked his novitiate. 18. When any one has to choose a state of life, and wishes to know what he should do for the good of his soul, let him first strip himself of every inclination of his own, and place himself generously in the hands of God, equally ready for whatever he may call him to. Then let him apply some gospel truths to the matter, draw from them their legitimate consequence, and see how they relate to the ultimate end for which God has created us. If he still remains uncertain, let him imagine himself on his deathbed, or before the judgment seat, which will teach him to do what he will, than wish he had done. St. Ignatius Loyola St. Vincent de Paul was once obliged to send a man of business to Tunis, on account of a commission entrusted to him. He fixed upon a lawyer of high standing, and wrote to him, explaining the advantages and disadvantages of the position, and leaving him to decide whether he would accept it. The lawyer answered the letter in person, told his objections, and begged St. Vincent to manifest to him the will of God. The saint preferred that he should take the advice of some other person, but as the lawyer insisted that he wished for no opinion but his, St. Vincent asked for a short delay. The day after he gave this answer, I offered your difficulties to God in the Mass, and after the consecration I threw myself at his feet, praying him to enlighten me. After this I considered attentively how I should wish to have advised you, if I were at the point of death, and it seemed to me that if I were about to die, I should be glad to have told you to go, and sorry to have dissuaded you from going, 
such is my sincere opinion but for all this you can go or stay the lawyer was much edified by such detachment a pious lady being asked by a poor man for some clothing ordered her servant to bring him a shirt when she brought one that was coarse and torn she told her to find a better one adding that it would cause her much shame if christ on the day of judgment should show that shirt to all the world nineteen there is a kind of simplicity that causes a person to close his eyes to all the sentiments of nature and to human considerations and fix them interiorly upon the holy maxims of the faith that he may guide himself in every work by their means in such a way that in all his actions words thoughts interests and vicissitudes at all times and in all places he may always recur to them and do nothing except by them and according to them this is an admirable simplicity st vincent de paul here this saint without perceiving it described to the life his own simplicity which may even be called his special characteristic twenty in human life prudence is indeed necessary that we may be circumspect in our actions and know how to adapt ourselves to the dispositions of others st vincent de paul by this virtue the same saint regulated his actions so well that he succeeded in every undertaking and therefore gained such a reputation for prudence that he was commonly considered one of the wisest men of his time as a result persons of every condition and state even those most conspicuous for rank or learning had recourse to him as to an oracle in all affairs of importance for direction and advice st jane francis de chantal was so remarkable for this virtue that many celebrated bishops regulated their dioceses and many also their own consciences by her wise counsels even st francis de sales her beloved spiritual father and st vincent de paul her director after him consulted with her upon the most important business and depended much upon her wise decisions twenty one prudence is of two sorts human and christian human prudence which is also called the prudence of the flesh and of the world is that which has no other aim than what is temporal thinks only of arriving at its end and makes use of such methods and sentiments alone as are human and uncertain christian prudence consists in judging speaking and acting that way in which the eternal wisdom clothed in our flesh judged spoke and acted and in guiding ourselves in all cases according to the maxims of the faith never according to the fallacious sentiments of the world or the feeble light of our own intellect st vincent de paul st francis de sales was a sworn enemy to human prudence as he declared to one of his penitents writing to her in these terms if i could be born over again with the sentiments that i have now i do not believe that any one could make me waver in the certainty which i feel that the prudence of the flesh and of the sons of this world is but a mere chimera and a most certain folly st vincent de paul never used any but the christian kind of prudence so that it is no wonder that he was considered to have a rare and solid wisdom though his intellect was keen and clear enough to penetrate things to the bottom and discover all their relations yet he never trusted to his own light till he had compared it and found it to agree with the maxims taught us by our saviour which are the only rule by which to form a sure and certain judgment so he never began to do anything of importance or gave answers or advice to others without first turning his eyes upon jesus christ to find some act or word of his upon which he might securely rest the decision he was about to make
having collected a company of priests outside of his congregation who were called the ecclesiastics of the conference and who were accustomed to give missions in the country under his direction he was asked that they might give one in a section of paris the saint saw no difficulty in this but they saw much and told him that in such a place a very different sort of mission would be required from those they had been giving in the country for the simple and familiar discourses which had succeeded so well there would furnish little but subjects of ridicule among more cultivated people but he who was little accustomed to trust to means purely natural answered that he felt sure they ought to use the same method they had employed elsewhere and that the spirit of the world so triumphant in that quarter of paris could not be better conquered than by attacking it with the spirit of jesus christ which is a spirit of simplicity he added that to enter into the sentiments of this divine saviour they ought to seek not their own glory but that of the eternal father that in imitation of the redeemer they ought to be ready to suffer contempt and to bear if it were the will of god opposition and persecution that remembering the words of the son of god they might at least be sure that jesus christ would speak by them and that so good and holy a disposition as he had described would make them fit to serve as instruments of his mercy which penetrates the most hardened hearts and converts the most rebellious spirits his advice was received by them as the advice of an angel and laying aside all human considerations they followed it in giving their mission which proved most fervent and successful twenty two let us beware of worldly sentiments for often by the pretext of zeal or the glory of god they cause us to adopt plans which never proceeded from him and will not be prospered by his divine majesty st vincent de paul one of his priests having expressed the opinion to this saint that it would have been well to begin the missions on the estates of some well-known man of rank he answered thus your idea seems to me human and contrary to christian simplicity may god keep us from doing anything for such low ends the divine goodness requires of us that we should never do well to make ourselves esteemed but that all our actions should be directed to god alone to the superior of a house recently established who would have been glad to begin the exercises with a mission that would make a stir he wrote this reply it seems disagreeable to every one to be obliged to begin so poorly since to gain a reputation it would be necessary as it seems to appear even at the beginning with a splendid mission which would show what the congregation can do may god keep you from entertaining such desires what is suited to our poverty and to the spirit of christianity is to avoid such ostentation to conceal ourselves and to seek contempt and confusion as jesus christ did if we have this resemblance to him we shall have him for the companion of our labors twenty three ah how true it is that we love ourselves too much and proceed with too much human prudence that we may not lose an atom of our consideration oh what a great mistake this is the saints did not act thus saint teresa father martino del rio who in the world had been eminent both for rank and learning after becoming a priest and a religious used to accompany the steward in a ragged dress through the city and carry home to the college whatever articles he bought saint francis xavier when on his way to india as apostolic legate used to wash his own linen on board the ship when someone told him that he was degrading his office by such work he replied i consider nothing contemptible and unworthy of a christian except sin twenty four 
When we have to deal with astute and crafty persons, the best way to win them to God is to treat them with much candor and simplicity. This is the spirit of Christ the Lord, and whoever is destined to glorify him must act according to his spirit. St. Vincent de Paul When this saint was sending out one of his priests, he addressed him thus, You are going into a region where the people are considered very crafty. If this is true, the best way of gaining them for God will be to act with great simplicity, since the maxims of the gospel are utterly opposed to those of the world, and as you go for the service of our Lord, you ought to behave in accordance with his spirit, which is full of uprightness and sincerity. For the same reason, when the house of the congregation was established some time after in that province, he purposely selected for it a superior who was remarkable for candor and ingenuousness and those in his congregation who were of that stamp were always the most beloved by him. 25. May God keep us from vain praise, flattery, and everything intended to attract the good will and protection of others. These are very low motives, and far from the spirit of Jesus Christ, whose love ought to be the principal aim of all we do. Let these, then, be our maxims, to do much for the love of God, and not care at all for the esteem of men, to labor for their salvation, and not concern ourselves as to what they say of us. St. Vincent de Paul This saint, though very courteous to all, never flattered anyone, seeing that there was nothing so despicable and unworthy of a Christian heart, and nothing more abhorred by spiritual persons than flattery. On the contrary, he refrained from praising people in their presence, except when he judged it necessary to confirm them in some good thing which they had begun, or to encourage the weak, he neither did himself nor permitted his priest to do anything to acquire the favor and protection of others. And so, in answering a letter written by one of them, he speaks thus, I am pleased to hear that you have gained the friendship of those persons whom you mention, but not the purpose for which you say that you did it, that is, that they might protect and defend you on occasion. Ah, your motive is very low, and very far from the spirit of Jesus Christ, whose love should be our aim in all we do. Now you, on the contrary, are thinking of your own interests, and wish to employ the friendship and goodwill of these persons to secure your reputation. But if this reputation be not founded on truth, it is surely a vain thing. And if it be, what cause have you to fear? Remember that duplicity does not please God, and that to be truly simple we ought to have no other end than to please Him alone. 26. If one happens to forget anything he ought to do, he should tell his fault candidly. And if he is asked about anything which he does not know or does not possess, he should openly confess his ignorance or poverty, leaving evasions to the prudent of this world. St. Vincent de Paul It was in this manner that he acted himself. He sometimes happened to forget to do something that he had promised, and he then confessed his failure openly. He was many times asked for favors, even by persons of rank, which he did not consider it right to grant, and he told them with equal sincerity and respect that he could not oblige them. He was also sometimes thanked by persons for benefits, which they were mistaken in supposing that he had conferred upon them. In such cases, he frankly avowed that he had nothing to do with these kindnesses. He was, then, wholly opposed to craft and dissimulation and said that he had always prospered in telling things as they were, because God had blessed him in it. In the same way, St. Charles Borromeo never flattered people with fine words, such as are used in courts, 
but when asked for an opinion for advice or for any favour simply stated his thoughts and intentions and never made a promise which he did not consider it advisable to fulfil on the contrary he refused frankly but at the same time gave his reasons for the satisfaction of the persons he was obliged to disappoint in this manner he treated people of all ranks so that his word was trusted more than most men's bond and the greatest personages came to ask his advice in grave and difficult affairs when a certain book written by fenelon archbishop of cambrai was condemned in rome by pope innocent the twelfth no sooner did the good prelate receive the condemnatory brief than by an act of singular submission to the supreme pontiff he not only read it publicly from his own archiepiscopal pulpit but himself condemned and renounced his whole propositions and forbade his people who tenderly loved him and who were weeping profusely to read the book in the future or to keep it in their houses twenty seven the female dove has this peculiarity that she does everything for her mate so that when she sets she leaves him the care of herself and of whatever is needed and thinks of nothing but cherishing and protecting her dovelets to please her mate and rear for him new offspring oh what a pleasing rule is this never to do anything except for god and to please him and to leave to him all the care of ourselves st francis de sales such was the spirit of st vincent de paul who occupied himself constantly in promoting the glory of god and in providing for the wants of others for his sake without thinking of his own wants or of his congregation which he left entirely in the hands of god such also was st jane francis de chantal of whom st francis de sales said on one occasion that she was like those loving doves who bathe and plume themselves on the shores of brooks adorning themselves not so much for the sake of being beautiful as to please the eyes of their beloved mates since she did not seek to correct herself in order to be pure and adorned with virtues but rather to please her divine spouse and if he had been equally pleased with ugliness and beauty she would have loved one as well as the other twenty eight there is a certain simplicity of heart which is the perfection of all perfections this is found when our soul fixes her glance solely upon god and restrains herself that she may apply all her powers simply and with complete fidelity to the observance of her rules and the methods prescribed to her without turning aside to desire or wish to undertake any other thing in this way as she does not work by her own will or do anything unusual or greater than others she has no great satisfaction or high opinion of herself but god alone greatly delights in her simplicity by which she ravishes her heart and unites herself to him st francis de sales st jane francis de chantal practised this simplicity wonderfully well and experienced its effects abundantly this is what she inculcated most and most desired to see implanted and established in the minds of her daughters and so this was the advice she gave to one of them who asked her by letter for some counsel that would be useful for her perfection my daughter she replied if you go on seeking every day to acquire perfection by so many methods you will do nothing but lose time and perplex yourself more and more the best means that i can teach you is to put all your strength and diligence into the faithful observance of your rules and to perform with exactness what is assigned to you from day to day banishing meanwhile all thoughts and desires of arriving at the goal until god shall be willing to grant you that grace twenty nine 
oh how highly should we value a generous resolution to imitate the common and hidden life of christ our lord it is easy to see that such a thought comes from god as it is so utterly opposed to flesh and blood st vincent de paul to imitate the hidden life of christ was one of the dearest and most frequent occupations of this saint as it was his lot to lead a life in appearance low and common in which nothing unusual or extraordinary could be seen exteriorly though interiorly it was admirable and altogether heavenly christ could have made himself known and adored in every place as the son of god by making the rays of his glory shine through all judea as he did upon tabor yet he chose to pass for the simple son of a carpenter and for a man of no account st vincent de paul spoke of himself everywhere as a son of a poor peasant and sought to be considered as a simple country priest he concealed as far as he could the lofty gifts of nature and of grace that he received from god and which rendered him worthy of all veneration he was an excellent theologian but called himself a poor ignorant beginner he avoided dignities and honours with greater care and earnestness than the most ambitious employed in ostentation and found his complete satisfaction in abasement and humiliation. 30. The continual study of those who, like missionaries, are destined to instruct others, ought to be this, to take care to put off themselves and to put on Jesus Christ. For, as things, for the most part, produce results in accordance with their nature, if he who gives the spirit and form of life to others is animated by a merely human spirit, what can they do but imbibe the same spirit and learn from him the appearance of virtue rather than its substance st vincent de paul this saint endeavoured above all things to divest himself of the human spirit and to clothe himself with that of christ he sought to conform himself to him not only in external actions but also in his interior dispositions especially in his desires and intentions and so he never desired or aimed at anything except what jesus christ had desired and aimed at that is that god should be known loved and glorified by all and that his most holy will should be entirely and perfectly fulfilled thirty one god is a being most simple in his essence admitting no composition whatever if then we desire to render ourselves as much like him as possible we should endeavour to be by virtue what he is by nature that is we ought to have a simple heart a simple soul a simple intention a simple mode of action we ought to speak simply and to act frankly without deceit or artifice always letting our exterior reflect our interior and never regarding anything in all our actions except god whom alone we endeavour and desire to please st vincent de paul such in fact was the simplicity of the saint for his exterior was always in entire conformity to his interior whoever heard his words could immediately know what was in his heart which he always kept upon his lips and however numerous and varied might be his occupations they all had the same end which was to please god alone it might be truly said that he possessed this virtue to such a degree that the faculties of his soul were wholly steeped in it and whatever he said or did proceeded from this source End of section fourteen.